0: Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the gift and blessing of this evening that we can gather together. Lord, thank you that you proclaimed your good news to the shepherds so that they could come and witness the birth of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that you would help us to witness his birth as well. May we see him alive, Lord. May we see him uh, on the throne of our hearts, Lord God. And may we worship him tonight. Thank you, Lord God, for drawing all these people here. And may we worship you together in spirit and truth. And Lord, give me your words to proclaim, that we might be knit together by your word. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name, Amen. Please be seated. Good evening. I'm sorry, I'm a little hoarse. Maybe like a Shetland or something like that. Um, was that bad, Danny? That is terrible. Okay. Not the worst, but I mean, it was pretty bad, right? I heard myself in the in the speakers and I'm like, oh, is that my voice? Oh my goodness. So sorry, you're enduring my bad voice tonight. But Christmas, unlike my voice, is full of hope and potential, right? Full of potential. This time of year, I mean, we've just passed the darkest day of the year, right? So everything is getting lighter. Everything is, all the nights are getting shorter. The days are getting longer. There's presents maybe under the tree. What do you think, kids? Yeah? That's right. Uh, Rain is falling and snow is falling and replenishing the rivers and lakes. The new year is only a few days away, filled with hope and promise of what this new year will bear for us. But the greatest hope in this season lies in a manger. Right? This looks nothing like I don't think Jesus looked. It's very blonde hair, blue eyed. But it's a baby, right? And babies mean nothing but hope and lack of sleep. But hope, right? Hope and potential. That's what a child means, is there is a future. There is another generation. There is life, and life will continue. And we can have all kinds of hopes for a child and what they will become, what their life will look like, how they will influence their world. Just the very thought of a child fills us with hope. Our greatest hope lies in that manger, Because if we look to other things for hope, as much as we might like, the new year will come with hope, but it will be filled with challenge. Is that true? I don't want to be Debbie Downer on Christmas Eve, right? But, like, it will be a good year, or it can be a good year, but it can also be a year filled with great challenge and difficulty. The drought might break, but another one will probably come in the future. Not necessarily right away, but in the future there will be another drought. the, The winter solstice has passed, but the summer solstice will come, and the days will get shorter again, and the nights will get longer. And this is precisely why that baby in the manger matters so much, because when we put our hope in those other things that fill us with temporary hope, we find that they leave us short. Because you and I live in a world of chaos, don't we? a world of slavery and fear, a world of broken promises. Our hopes will be let down. We live in a world in which Ronda Rousey loses, right? In which the Golden State Warriors, their win streak gets broken, and uh, in which your favorite presidential candidate doesn't get enough votes. Right? That is the world we live in. We know what it's like to not have everything work out perfectly for us. We know what it's like to hope in something and find that that was not worth hoping in. But despite all that, despite no matter matter whatever the world throws at us, there is that baby in the manger, that sign of hope, that sign that life will continue, that there is a great future ahead. And that baby in a manger that we worship tonight is no mere mortal. That baby is God himself. God and humanity bonded together together. Isaiah, in his prophecy in the Old Testament passage for tonight, tells us that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. A light has shone in the land of great darkness, and when it's darkest, the light shines the brightest. Now, one time when my dad, my brother, and I were in Nepal doing some mission work, we went off on a little excursion, and like many of my dad's excursions, uh, it was kind of went off half-cocked, right? The beginning of the plan was let's all ride motorcycles, right, and ride around this area of Nepal. Good idea, right? How well do you think we all ride motorcycles? At the time, I'd ridden like a dirt bike once, right? So I'm like, how hard could it be to ride in a third world country on roads on a motorcycle, right? So that's how the plan began. My motorcycle had no front brake. Have you ever ridden a motorcycle with no front brake before? It's terrifying, <laughs> Terrifying because every time you hit the brakes, the back wheel locks up and it slides all around. Well, so one of our goals on the excursion was to go out to this cave that like nobody ever really goes out to explore. And so we head out on these dirt roads on these street motorcycles, going over big rocks. We picked up a couple Australians on the way. Because Australians are even crazier than us, because they'll get on the back of a kid's motorcycle. (laughs) Right? So we got these aussies on the back of our bikes. And uh, we're going down this huge rock road, like, bum bum bum. The Aussies are like, all right, all right. You know, and we're heading out to this cave. And we get to the cave, and we run into our guide. I assume that's what he was. He was a Nepali guy waiting by the mouth of this hole in the ground. And how many flashlights do you think we brought? None, of course. Why would you bring a flashlight for cave exploration, right? I mean, seriously. So we get there, and uh, he, the guide, had a flashlight. It was pretty rickety, and it kind of went off and on when he shook it, but it was a flashlight, and you've got a cave, you've got a flashlight, you've got to go in, right, and you've got Australians, right, and so that's what we did, and to get into this cave, you had to kind of slide in like a worm, and it was a muddy entrance, isn't that cool? You guys are already excited about this, right? You had to squeeze on inside this cave, and then you got in there, and it opened up into quite a big cave. I don't really know what it looks like inside, because the flashlight was not very bright. But we kind of hiked down this treacherous trail along the edge of, like, this opening in there, and got down into the middle, and we could see little hints of what was in there. It was so dark in that cave. And that little flashlight seemed to be bright. But as we got close, and we could see the exit, the mouth of the cave, and we saw that pure sunlight coming through, that true light from outside, it was amazing. And how do you think I felt when I saw felt when I saw that light? Hooray! Hooray. I'm not going to be like devoured by bats or something. You know, you have all these spiders, whatever it is. Like you know that there's hope when you can see the light there, and that's how it was in Bethlehem on that dark night, that prophecy of Isaiah, that into the darkness a light has shone. It was like the mouth of that cave, not like that rickety flashlight. No, it was like that pure sunlight coming in from outside, giving light and shape to everything and filling us with hope. Isaiah goes on to prophesy that the joy of the nation has been increased And the yoke of their burden has been broken. They have been freed from oppression. The wars are over, for things have changed. And why have things changed? Well, like every parent knows, a baby changes everything. Everything. For a child has been born to us, Isaiah says. A child. A baby has come. And that baby is not just a new life. That baby is God himself. Isaiah tells us that he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Peace. That's right. Unlike things in this world that grow and decline, his authority will grow continually, and there shall be endless peace. Do you hear those themes in Isaiah? In our world, we're faced with things that go up and down or things that go well for a while and then fail. But in the prophecy of Isaiah, there's a hope of continual increase, continual blessing, continual grace, continual peace. This is the hope that we look to this Christmas. The prophecy of Isaiah did come to pass. And in Bethlehem was born a baby, Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. His birth signaled the beginning of the end for death and for darkness, Because immortality was wrapped here in human flesh. And this child grew in wisdom and stature. And when he was an adult, he completed his mission to redeem the world. When the darkness seemed the deepest, and evil seemed to have won after our hope hung dead on a cross and was buried, Jesus Christ then rose victorious from the dead. And on the third day, defeated death forever. His kingdom has been established and nothing can prevail against it. When we look at that baby in the manger, we have hope of what can be. But with this baby and with no other, we can look at the baby in the manger and know that that hope was fulfilled. It was not all potentiality. It was reality. Jesus Christ, Came and completed his mission. He has accomplished what was prophesied, and his kingdom has been established forever. This Christmas, the hope of Christ can be ours. His mercy, his grace, and his love can be ours if we will receive him as our Lord. This Christmas, the greatest gift is not found under the tree, but is given by our Lord Jesus Christ, who came for us who came and was born to die may we receive this tremendous gift today give our hearts to our savior jesus christ and allow him to be our lord so that the hope can be realized and christ can be born in us let's pray lord god thank you that you are the light in the darkness. Thank you that you are the hope, Lord, even when all the world seems hopeless. Thank you, Lord God, that when our life seems to be falling apart, Lord, you are our sure and certain support. We pray, Lord God, that you would help us to turn over our lives to you. Lord, may we commit ourselves to you completely. Lord, take from us. Take from us our sin. Take from us our pain. And fill us with your hope and joy. And we pray, Lord God, that as we leave this place tonight, we would do so with your light inside of us, shining clear in the midst of darkness, Lord. And may others see this light and be drawn to you as well. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.